It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Yes, yes. How are you doing out there? This is yours truly, James Cooley. It's your life. And I tell you, we got a fantastic show. And I got uh, two great jazz artists in here that you guys are going to get an opportunity to delve off into what they do, how they do it, and why they do it, and some of the great things that they are doing. And Noah, you know, man, you are a jazz uh, fanatic just like me. So how you doing, my friend? Yeah, glad to be done with the news for the day and to uh, talk about something that's a lot less stressful and a lot more soothing, which is just the world of jazz, man. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. Yeah, I tell you, but, you know, we are uh, going to talk about issue life, and you know how that is. And uh, I tell you, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, this conversation. I'm looking forward to uh, actually speaking to these great, great gentlemen. And uh, you got we got D-Man Charles D man, go. How you doing, D man? All right, man. I'm doing good, Noah. Excellent, you know, bud. Hey, Noah, we finally got D man to, to say a word or two. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, careful. But, you might be talking the whole time. <laughs> that's right, and that's fine. But uh, hey, one of the things that I want to talk about first of all, I I got to introduce my great co-host, who's back in Texas, uh, with uh, my little buddy, the dog, uh, Bella. How you doing, Michelle? How you doing out there? I'm doing good. It's hot, hot, hot here in Texas, and um, happy Friday, everybody, and this has been a great, great, great week, James. Wow, Noah, guess what, man? I almost forgot. It's Friday! (laughs) Noah, this is one of them wow, 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 wow moments, man. It's Friday. It will be Friday! Friday! Hey, man, you change it up on me again, <laughs> Gotta man. do it. Gotta keep changing it up. It. Gotta I keep you on your toes. It, but uh, just like Michelle mentioned, it's Friday. I can't, you know what? It's been a long week, and I'm glad we're here. Yeah, man. So I can't wait to uh, get off into this show. And I tell you, man, uh, we got uh, Joseph W. Jennings. Woo! It's Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> and But we also got a bonus. We got Clyde. Uh, they call him the buddy <laughs> Parker, and uh, you know I tell you uh, um, they play. I mean, uh, totally professional guys have been in the business for a long time. How long have you been in the game, Joe? It's <laughs> talking about my age. Now, <laughs> oh, I started playing music actually when I was about thirteen. I started studying theory when I was about eleven years old. Oh man, and uh, I tell you, no, you don't this- know when. I learned how to play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we're we, we going to get off into that. Okay. Hey, buddy, what about you, man? When you start, when did you start the game? I think I started when I was about 11. I had an older brother that played in the band, and I was trying to follow after him. What? The so, band was called the Blue Notes, and we were called the Blue Jays. <laughs> oh, man. So, man, I tell you, Noah, you know why, why I set that scene, because we're going to get there. Uh, Michelle, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about the purpose of tonight's show? Yes. First, I'm going to tell you about the title of tonight's show. Joe Jennings, accomplished musician, composer, band leader, and educator, the purpose of the show tonight is getting to know the background of musician Joe Jennings, learn about his music career and the artists he has worked with, about his experience as an educator regarding his music, and to learn about any upcoming projects he is currently working on. Can you introduce this great man? Remember, uh, we don't have a bio uh, for Buddy, but uh, we're going to we're gonna get to him. But can you introduce uh, Joe to our listening audience? Yes, Joe Jennings. 
James, artist emeritus at Spelman College, Bachelor of Music, Southern University, Masters of Art in Music Education at the University of Illinois. Mr. Jennings is the recently retired founder and director of the Spelman College Jazz Ensemble and coordinator of jazz studies at Spelman College. Mr. Jennings' teaching experience includes Clark College, Mississippi Valley State College, Morehouse, and Spelman College. His performing experience includes tours and performances with Johnny Taylor, Duke Pearson, Clifford Jordan, Edward Kidd Jordan, Alvin Fiedler, Freddie Waits, The Temptations, The Four Tops, Ruben Phillips, and Nancy Wilson. Mr. Jennings has been director of music at the Atlanta Center for Black Art and Artists in Residence at the Neighborhood Arts Center, also in Atlanta. He was the founder and director of the Neighborhood Arts Ensemble. Joe has just completed his 24th national tour with the Spelman College Jazz Ensemble, which included performances at the Kennedy Center. Joe has received the Bronze Jubilee Music Award, International Association of Jazz Educators, Outstanding Service Award, amongst many few. His accolades include founder of Kenyatta, a festival of women in jazz. He's currently teaching jazz history, clarinet, saxophone, jazz improvisation, one, and jazz theory. He's the founder and director of the Spelman Jazz Ensemble, as recently stated. He's the founder of Kenyatta Music, Inc., 1993, and he has done so many great things. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Mr. Joe Jennings. Joe, welcome to the show. How you doing, my friend? It's great being here. Man, man. it's great having you on the show, and it's great that you brought uh, uh, another great uh, jazz artist as well. But, uh, Joe, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and you know, just uh, where you were born and where you grew up. Okay. Well, I was born in Natchez, Mississippi, a, a little town that sits right on the Mississippi River, one mile across from Louisiana on one side and 90 miles above Louisiana, the Louisiana Boots. Uh, and my mother's from Louisiana. My father was from, was from Mississippi. I... Uh, Stayed in Natchez when I, I went to school in Natchez. Uh, fin- after finishing high school, I went to Southern University, received degree, a degree in uh, performance, music performance, or clarinet performance at, at uh, Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. After teaching a while at Mississippi Valley State, going to Chicago, Understanding more about the the other side of the the underside of the music, but no, <laughs> I really begin to learn something about the music business, the jazz business. Uh, then I came, went to the University of Illinois to receive uh, my master's degree, and after University of Illinois, I came to teach at uh, Clark Atlanta University. Yeah, wow. that's a little bit about it, but we'll get farther. Oh, we're gonna get way deeper. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we, we gonna get there. You know, so uh, 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 what inspired you? I'm talking about, uh, and you said you started when you were 13. Yeah. I mean, what what inspired you to uh, choose this career field and be so successful at it? Well. Noah here on uh, It's Your Life. With James Cooley, we're going to take an early break, a couple of minutes early here. Go ahead and give a call if you have a question for tonight's guests, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. Slight connection loss there with the unit where James Cooley is set up in Atlanta. We'll reconnect, and we'll be right back after this break. It's your life right here on The Answer, San Diego. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. 
The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's Noah right here back. It's your life with James Cooley having some technical issues, trying to get reconnected with James. And as we do that, we're actually going to Get a replay going here for you so you can have some great It's Your Life for this evening. And we'll be back with James once we get that technical issue solved. Right here on The Answer, San Diego. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Yes, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and we're talking to Keisha A. Ribbles. And I tell you, this young lady is very extraordinary. I mean, I, I don't know what type of label we can put on her. Nose. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's uh, She gives back to the community. And that's the most important part, like you and I talk about. Absolutely. And, and not just that, but she's always equipped. For change and like to deliver that message to others. But a lot of times uh, we don't listen. We got to listen because change is inevitable. You know, so I listen to audience. You want to be part of this conversation. That's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Keisha, can you tell us about your experience with Hurricane Katrina and how that impacted your life? Um, that was, um, you know, I like to talk about the way we go through our lives, our, our life journeys, and we have these pivot moments where you, you are standing at a crossroads and you're trying to determine where you go from here. And so, um, Hurricane Katrina was definitely a pivot. Well, it's always nice to hear a little bit of Keisha Rivers. We had a little bit of a technical issue there, but guess what? We're able to battle back against technology, and now from Atlanta, it's more It's Your Life. James, we we got you back on, I think. Oh, man, we're back, man. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 sometimes you know how it is in live radio and live, live everything. We sometimes have technical. It happens. It is the nature of the beast. <laughs> you know, but Noah, uh, you've been a great producer like you are, man. I knew that well, this end and your end, we were going to uh, get that connectivity back because we got the great Joe Jennings and uh, we got Clyde Buddy. Uh, Parker. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, I tell you what, uh, we're going to dive off into, uh, into this and, um, and, uh, and I'm going to start with the first uh, question. And, uh, Michelle, you got two. Noah, you got two. And we're just going to bring all of these guys in. We, we're just going to do it, Let's man. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, 
Yeah, your educational experiences at Southern University and and uh, University of Illinois, uh, Spelman, Morehouse, and you know, <laughs> no, because um, I believe our, our students need great teachers, great uh, people that's already been doing what you're doing, to really teach them uh, the ropes and 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 how they can be successful. That's right, and a great teacher needs. Great student. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of give and take. But anyway, I, uh, after high school, I started, uh, studying at Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but had some great teachers there. Uh, I studied the classical clarinet. I I got a degree in, uh, uh, performance, clarinet performance. Uh, and there I met some great young musicians out of New Orleans, Houston, and Miami, but some really great ones who now are, well, some have passed, but but have uh, developed great careers in music. Uh, Then at the University of Illinois, I was at the same time Cecil Bridgewater and D.D. Bridgewater, Donald Smith, and lots of great jazz musicians, and they moved to New York around the same time I moved to Atlanta. But it was a great uh, learning experience, more actually from the musicians that I was associated with and interacted with than the actual uh, lessons that I learned at the University of Illinois, it was more a better learning experience playing with those musicians and arranging during that time. Uh, after leaving the University of Illinois, I came, moved to Atlanta and started at Clark College. At Clark College, I developed uh, the jazz, a uh, 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 jazz big band at Clark uh, between what 1976, well 1970. And I left Clark at 1976, you know, and had some great students to come out of Clark College. Uh, after leaving Clark, I taught at Morehouse for a minute. <coughs> and after that, I, that, while at Morehouse, I really kind of felt like I wanted to get back out and play some more. So I got back, left Morehouse and went back on the road and played for a while and then came back and taught at Spelman. And Spellman there was really, I thought, one of the best experiences I've had as far as music is concerned. In the first place, I learned how <clears throat> those how smart those beautiful young ladies were that, who were attending Spellman. And I got the idea about, <clears throat> excuse me, developing an all-female jazz ensemble. And we developed that ensemble at Spellman with those young ladies and after about three years of working with them, we started, we toured for 25 years, played New York 25, 24 times at the, at the Schaumburg, played uh, Brooklyn for about 15 times, and we did, we would do a 10-city tour every year awesome. for 25 years. That's absolutely <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Um, Joe, um, do you com- are you a composer of jazz music? And if so, how difficult is it to compose um, that type of music? Well, it, it's, I, I don't think, it's, di- it's not difficult to compose. Sometimes it becomes difficult to, to arrange, uh, to get the things that you would like to get out of it. But, uh, the composing of the music, I think that's something that happens within you. It's like a combination of what you hear in your inner ear and what you've learned in, through the years. You know, and all of this affects, I guess, the music in a person and how you develop as a musician. But I, I love composing. As a matter of fact, I'm in the process of composing uh, a, a, sw- a jazz suite now that uh, was inspired by Paul Robeson. With about and using a, a nice size ensemble uh, with two spoken word artists. And that's about all I say about that. And I've released about I've I've had released one, two, three, four, five albums, and 
three of them were mostly my music, music that I composed. Uh, and uh, I've composed for big bands, which I think is something you really have to study and learn, study all the great big band composers like uh, Duke Ellington, and uh, learn from them and then try to develop your personal approach. What, what instruments um, do you play that are your favorites? And is there an instrument that you would love to learn how to play but haven't had that chance yet? Yeah. Well, I love to play the saxophone, <laughs> the alto saxophone more than any other, but that's, that's my instrument. And I also, uh, I love, I fell in love with the clarinet, the classical clarinet. I love to play, but I just don't play it much anymore. I just, I decided to focus more on, on the uh, saxophone performances because I'm trying, still working on developing different ways to approach improvisation and to, to approach playing. Uh, the instrument that I would love to play, and some people say I can play this instrument, but no, I can't play it that well. That's piano. I would love to be a piano, I mean a, a good piano player. I can play <laughs> certain things and play enough to uh, to study what I'm writing, but I don't consider myself a piano player. Yes. I've played with too many good ones, <laughs> you know. Hey, Joe, producer Noah here. You know, I love jazz music, classical music, too, and I've always been fascinated by, even though I don't understand it necessarily per self, I'm not a very musically gifted person, but just the art of composing music is so fascinating to me. I imagine it has to be, even with talented people, a pretty intricate, difficult process. Like, where do you begin, where do you get your inspiration in composing some of the great pieces that you've composed? Well, sometimes it, it comes uh, from what we call the inner ear. You hear it, and I, I, I'm assuming that the inner ear actually is working from all of the things that you've heard and put them together. But you, you actually, you hear certain kinds of melodies, but, but the melody that you hear may be in a, in a simple fashion, and then you have to understand how to develop it Uh and how, what type of harmony you want to use, uh, the, what type of harmonic underpinning you want on it. Uh, and you try to make it as interesting as possible uh, when you're developing harmony. Because sometimes the melodies can be very, very simple, but the act of, of play, uh, what, uh, the harmonic independent, in underpinning, I'm sorry, to make it different and effective uh, can be, you know, kind of uh, kind of taxing, I guess, at certain times. You put something behind it, then you sit back and this is, no, it could be a little different. Put something until you get what you want. And sometimes you continue to change. It's, you, sometimes you have to leave it alone. And I think any artist has to do that. A painter, you can't keep changing it. You have to leave it where it is at some point or you, you can really destroy something that was was good and go to write something else. But the inner ear plays a part. And sometimes, actually, there's a, 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 there was a, a great composer, jazz composer, said he woke up one morning and thought he heard some melody while he was sleeping. And he woke, and he woke up and wrote it down and went back to sleep. And then he woke up the next day, see what it was. And it was something like a, a Stella by Starlight, some tune that had already been written, and he thought he had some, something new when he woke up. You know, when he woke up, he found out there was something that was still hanging in in his it's ear right. that he third uh, that he thought was a, a uh, something new and different. Right. Wow. You know, uh, a lot of great stories. I know it's a lot more oh, yeah. <laughs> that we're going to talk about, but we're going to take a station break. But when we come back. We are going to continue our conversation with Joe Jennings, and, and we are going to bring in Clyde, the buddy, <laughs> Parker. <laughs> Tell you what, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 We'll be back shortly after the break. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. 
There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they're stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great community communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I'll tell you, uh, uh, Joe is putting it down. I mean, uh, and uh, he's just telling us a, a little bit about uh, his background, uh, and and we're gonna get back to it. But I'm very interested in knowing a little bit more about this all women uh, uh, big band, jazz, you know, so, jazz. I mean, ensemble, yeah. you yeah. know. So uh, uh, that tells you how much I knew about it. I didn't even didn't even know to say or something. But uh, we're gonna learn about that. But um, you know, Joe, you brought a friend of yours here with you, and uh, and it's my understanding, which I know is more than understanding, that he's a great jazz artist as well. Can can you tell our listening audience a little bit about this man, yeah. and and then we're gonna bring him on. Well, he uh, Buddy came here from California. I don't know how he found us over the, came this far, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, I had a, a big band, the Neighborhood Arts Ensemble, uh, which is what, five saxophones, uh, uh, what we had, three, four trumpets and four trombones, and a rhythm section, key on piano, all of that. And Buddy came over one day with his guitar and sit in and started playing, you know. And everybody liked the feel and liked, liked to heard what they heard. And he stayed with the big band. He was a guitar player with my big band, the, the Neighborhood Arts Ensemble. And now we we get together and practice quite a bit. You know, we're learning changes and we put them to work. So, you know. Wow, wow. Let's bring Buddy in. How you yeah. doing, Buddy? How you I'm doing, doing today? I'm doing fine. Hey, man, uh, uh, can, can you tell us a, a, a little bit about uh, the guitar, big band, and uh, and what some of the things that you have done? Well, uh, I guess I could start out with California. That's where I came from. I had the opportunity to uh, study under Irvin Ashby, great guitarist for Nat King Cole. And that's what my interest was, grew in jazz. But as a kid, my favorite guitarist was uh, Wes Montgomery. So that was my inspiration at starting at 11. So I, I, I moved to California, and I was working, and I 
the bug came in me to play music. I wanted to quit my job, go back to school, which I did. Went back to uh, Redlands University for a couple of years. Then I went to Cal State. And, you know, I the music business, is, as all musicians know, sometimes it dries up. <laughs> and uh, it dried up for me in California, and I had to go back to work. So then I just relocated to Atlanta in 2007. And the next thing I knew, I was in one big band, and then I was in another big band, and I ended up in Joe's big band. And uh, I've had a great opportunity here in Atlanta with a lot of musicians and uh, great musicians that uh, probably are under the radar, maybe not as famous as uh, people think, but there's a lot of excellent musicians in Atlanta. We have had uh, several of the Atlanta-based uh, uh, musicians, on, and Noah, every time uh, Noah hears one of them, uh, I mean, we just, just have so much fun, just like... Last night we had uh, Sweet Lou. Yeah, <laughs> Sweet Lou. Lou. Did you make it to the airport, JC? <laughs> you know that's a, that's another story, Noah. <laughs> you know, hey, I tried everything possible to get there, and uh, Noah had Sweet Lou. Uh, what you had him scatting last night? Noah? I did. I had him scatting because I love <laughs> scatting. Man, he broke it down. Yeah. You know, so uh, uh, these two guys, man, uh, hey Noah, uh, are fantastic. I know we don't have any of their music right now. Uh, but uh, we're going to have them on real soon. And hey, does they- Joe or uh, Buddy, do either one of you scat? I mean, that's what I would like to know. <laughs> let's, just, let's, let's just get right to the matter. Uh, you didn't hear anything on, on uh, see anything on my resume that said anything about scat. <laughs> what, what, what about you, Buddy? Well, I don't think I scat. I mean, I, I probably, if I had the guitar, I might try it, but... I don't think you want to hear me scat. <laughs> but but uh, but but Noah, we're going to do something that most shows uh, that don't do. We're going we're going to have these two guys on again uh, once uh, the music and all that stuff is taken care. Mm-hmm. And but they have decided that uh, on air they're going to play a live. So uh, they're going to have the guitar and sax. And, nice uh, man, come on, yeah. Yeah. come yeah. on. So yeah. Uh, I can't wait until that happens. Oh, I'm going to make a countdown clock because that is going to be exciting radio. <laughs> it's going to be because I, I don't know any other shows that have done that. And, you know, so um, other than we had Tyrone, Tyrone Jackson Noah, uh, that was on and he played uh, the piano, a little bit of, of that. And so uh, I am just so excited. So, hey, buddy. So, uh, so you are from where Noah and I are in Southern California. He's not that far from from us, Noah. Uh, up toward Redlands, uh, up to, uh, a little no, bit outside, not far at all. outside of Temecula, you know. So, uh, but so, what got you into uh, playing the guitar? I mean, I know you probably had your choice of several instruments, but something caught your attention where you locked in on that particular instrument. Well, I had a. Uh I had a great aunt that played gospel music, and then I had a grandfather that played the banjo. So then my older brother took up the guitar, which I played before he did, and the first song I learned was What Did I Say? Because you had to play with one <laughs> finger. Ray Charles, played, and you learned that. That was the first song. Well, when he seen that I could play that, my older brother, when he took up the guitar, he took off with it. And so he ended up leaving, moving to uh, Philadelphia, and uh, his name is Maynard Parker. He ended up playing with Charles Erlin, and so it's a guitar family. And then my other brother took up guitar. So I guess it came from my grandfather. Wow. But I just love the sound of it. All from the banjo, huh? Yeah, I love the sound of it, and I can't play nothing. (laughs) You and I have the same talent then, James. (laughs) I love listening, though. Joe, um, can you tell us about your professional group, Life Force, and the things that you guys have been doing? Yeah, yes. Well, Life Force, uh, uh, a friend of mine, a, a very close uh, music, musician friend, uh, Howard Nicholson, we started the group when we met in, the, in 1970 when I moved here at a jam session, and we talked uh, to each other about it, and eventually we said, let's, let's put a group together. So we put a group together that we could perform our own original compositions 
that was the main purpose, and then perform the music of the masters. Uh, so we started that, and we began to play around uh, Atlanta, eventually got an agent, uh, and they began to send us, send us around uh, the agency that was handling us. Really didn't know much about handling jazz, but still they sent us around to colleges and things like that. So eventually we began to decide that we were going to record the group. And we recorded, uh, first we recorded an album called Fearless Warriors that was dedicated to, to the, the, the African-American women, the strength of the African-American women. And that recording, we were, we, that was our first recording, which we did, I think, around uh, 1989 or 90. And in, in 27, 2007, Sonorama Records in uh, uh, Duesenberg, uh, they picked it up and released it again. So then after that Fearless Warriors, we wrote, uh, did another one called Tula Baba. And Tula Baba was, was based on a nursery rhyme, an African nursery rhyme that they sang to their children before they went to sleep so that the, the, to, to the gods to protect them through the night. And there's an interesting story about that. I know I'm going to have to cut my answer back. <laughs> but there's an interesting Yeah, I story. bet. I, I would love to hear the rest of that story. That's an awesome story. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, but we, we, we've done five records with Life Force, and we still perform. As a matter of fact, two weeks, three weeks ago, we performed at a jazz club in Savannah two nights uh, with a packed house and a great performance. Wow. Wow, that's, that's great. And uh, we're going to take a station break. Uh, but and we still uh, got a couple of minutes, James. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't see you there, man. I thought oh, we I'm had here. lost no, it. No, I'm here. I, I, I see. We, I thought we had lost it. That's why. No, I'm know. here. Okay, you, so you quick, got it, my friend. Quick question before the break to both of you, and maybe we'll get the answer from you, Joe, first, and then uh, from Buddy on the other side. Okay. If there's anybody past or present that you just absolutely love the way they play, and you had an opportunity to play with them, who would it be, and why? Again, Joe, let's start with you. If I had that opportunity, yeah. uh, well, I, I, I love it. So many that I love, but I love Gary Botts, who's an alto saxophone player. Uh, and I love, uh, uh, the performance of Eric Dolphy, who was a great saxophone player, not only to play with, but to learn from. Because anybody that I play with, I really learn something from that, that experience. You know, you get, uh, and they give you another kind of energy and, and change your inner ears to what, you know, that, that dictate what, uh, how you should play. You can play. Yeah, you can learn a lot. Oh, yes, always. Yep. Well, there's, there's one thing about music that it's, uh, you can't put a time stamp on it. So past or present, there were so many past that's been gone on that left a road map for us. So to say who would I want to play with, I think it would be Charlie Christian, who was the, one of the instrumentalist guitarists with West followed. But to date, that people that are here, I probably would like to just study with Herbie. Uh, I, I think he's, he's instrumental in the uh, music business. And uh, actually, passes would be Miles. Wow. Oh, I love Miles. Great choice. Yeah. Love him as well. You know what? We're going to continue to pick Enjoy. this up right after the break. John I know we got to take a break. We're <laughs> going to pick this back up, man, because this is a great conversation. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll see you shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley.
The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on smart speakers and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And and Noah, man, I'm just telling you, man, I'm sitting up here, you know, having fun, uh, listening to these gentlemen. These guys are t- fascinating. Oh, fascinating, man. Uh, and then they were telling us uh, something. Well, you had asked this question about if they could play or uh, if they could uh, talk to or what. I mean, no, I- I'm going to turn it back over to you. Or once I tell the listening audience, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Last segment. Come on. Noah, you got it. Yeah, I had asked them both right before the break, and they both gave an answer about who they would like to play with past or present. Now, they can answer another person if they'd like, but I, I like what you just said. I'd like to expand that question. If you could have a conversation just about music and about life with any jazz composer or artist, who would it be? That might be a slightly different answer. Joe, let's start with you. Yeah, well, well, one, one of the same, really, because what happens is when you're playing together, you're actually having, you're in conversation. True. You know, so... Uh, like, I'd love to play with John Coltrane. You know, like, he's one of the, the, oh, one of the, the greatest of them, of them, of the greatest of them, technical and, and his understanding of harmony. But what happens when you play with musicians of that status, they bring the level of your performance up. You, you have to. I mean, they, they, they strengthen you in a way that, and they lift you to another performance level because of the, the level that they perform. So I would love to play uh, uh, with a John Coltrane, uh, but the tenor player that I play with now, Howard Nicholson, is a great saxophonist, you know, and, and he, we interact and we inspire each other. And that's the kind of, like, John Coltrane. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think I would like to study with Duke because his melodies and the songs that he has written is just it, you can't stop learning them. Every time you play Duke's material, it, you learn something else. Mm-hmm. So those guys, he left a legacy, and uh, we have to be mindful of it that most of the people that listen to music aren't studying the, the giants. So we, you know, one of the things about jazz is you got to keep it alive, and that's what we're trying to do. You can always take it to the next level. You can always learn something new. Duke's another great one. He just that legacy. When you talk about legacy, you definitely think about him. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, they they talking about some great ones, you know. So, uh, Joe, mm-hmm. um, we know that uh, you had several albums that that's out, and we're gonna get a chance to listen to some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, do you have anything that's uh, currently coming 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 yeah. about? And just tell us a little bit about uh, yeah. what you got coming. I know both of you guys are mm-hmm. together, so I'm in the in in the process now of uh, I just finished writing. 
the music for what I call the uh, the sweet a, uh, a suite of jazz music that include spoken word and a rapper. The suite was inspired by uh, 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 Paul Robeson and the name of it, I have a name for it already, it's going to be Here We Stand, uh, a jazz suite of music that was inspired by the great late Paul Robeson. Okay. You know, and it's eight uh, compositions uh, with spoken word in between. It's nothing but, but the, 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 writ- the composed compositions that will include all forms of improvisation. There will be some standard gospelish improvisation. There will be something that would be kind of funky. It's going to be free music. All of those forms will be within that suite. Well, wow. tell me uh, real quickly, uh, how does the spoken, I'm, I'm just trying to visualize that in my head. So you guys compose a song, and then in the, in the middle of the song, because I, I like spoken word, I love yeah, spoken yeah. word. And, and, and uh, the artists come out and uh, go with the music, or just, uh, how, how's that? Okay, well, well something about how I, I compose it now. The, the suite is eight compositions, will contain eight compositions that are represent different uh, periods in the African-American's life in this country. You know, and it begins with a tune that I call the blue set you free. And then I have a piece about the middle passage, then a piece about uh, the sorrow songs, a piece about uh, uh, my uh, being free, becoming free. Uh, uh, so there are names to make a long story short. The, 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 each piece represents a period in the evolution of African American in the country. Okay. Eight periods, right? And so the spoken word happens. The, we we discuss the tunes, talk about the feeling of them, what they represent, and then the spoken word is developed from those particular pieces, right? And the improvisers who are going to improvise to create their own pieces within it are to improvise maintaining the context of each period that we're dealing with. This is a question for both of you. What is, um, Joe, what is your favorite song or composition um, for Clyde and um, back at Joe, what is your favorite song or composition you have you like about each other? Like, I hope I'm saying it right. But uh, Joe, uh, what is yeah? What you mean? What what the composition of my own that I like best? <laughs> composition <laughs> of your partner next to you that you like about him, and vice versa. Which is the favorite? Well, his playing. <laughs> I haven't. Well, you have. He has a composition that we haven't. We've started working on. But we haven't finished mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, but uh, but one of my I, I, there are so many favorites. But I like uh, Duke Ellington in a sentimental mood. Mm-hmm. You know, I like uh, Charlie Parker's music. I mean, I like Coltrane's music. I love Supreme. You know, I there are so many. The one of my own. Oh, I have to think about that. You answer the first. Well, I, I think the, there's so many tunes out there that, that uh, you can't, I, there's not favorites to me because there's so many great uh, composers out there. But if I had to take my, I think all Wes's songs, most of them are probably a lot of the guitars today listen to him. And then, you know, George Benson, you know, he's a, he's a barn burner. I mean, George is, he said a blaze the speed on the guitar. So a lot of guitars, you know, picked up George. So there's just trailblazers. There's a lot of guitar players that uh, people haven't heard of that are very good. There's a lot of musicians around the world that are very, very good. Yes, I have one question for you guys. Uh, speaking of composition, how long does it take for you guys to collaborate and 
finish a composition. You know, you said you guys were working on one, so uh, what's that whole process well, like? Well, I, I'm working on that, but we are practicing together, practicing <laughs> different tunes that okay. we want to play. Right. You know, like actors, of, you know, we, we have to work on to develop a repertoire if we're going to play together in a small group. We are working on that. Okay, that, okay. Uh, okay. So that... But uh, one of, of, of my favorite, one, uh, Tender Moments is one of my favorites. And then there's another one, uh, The Inner Circle, which talks about what happens with when a group of musicians begin to perform together. There's an, an act, action that takes place that, that bonds them, them together within, and they become a part of each other, you know, when they react and they are listening to each other as they play and reacting. So that inner circle is what happens when that bond takes place, when people are playing. So okay. inner circle, so uh, uh, real quickly, we down to the last about uh, 90 seconds of the show. I uh, hate this one, especially when we're having such a great time, but I'm telling you, you guys are certainly invited back and we will be able to play music once we once we get this, and plus, uh, Noah and I are interested in the live stuff that you Most guys are going to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I want to. Uh, I mean, real quickly, how could uh, our listening audience uh, get in touch with you, Joe, if they have to? Okay, well, my my website is is sip s i p gen j e n dot com. SipGen.com. Yeah. You know, so it's been an absolute pleasure having you all on the show. Uh, thank you so much for bringing Buddy down. I mean, this uh, uh, an extraordinary education for our listening audience. And uh, I tell you, it's an absolute pleasure uh, for myself, Noah, and Michelle, and D-Man. Yes, of course. And, uh, uh, again, that uh, you guys are going to be coming back real soon. Uh, let us know when that other thing is taken care of okay. so we can uh, set this up. And uh, I'd like to thank uh, my great co-host, uh, Michelle Cooley, who's back in Dallas. I'll be back in Dallas <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, and and Noah, then we'll be down your way the following week. You know, Can't I wait. Like to, I, I like to thank, and Noah, we got to thank D-Man. I like to thank Charles D-Man. D-Man you Cooley. are the man. Thanks for setting yeah. it up. Hey, and I like to thank my great producer, uh, Noah Dingley. Most importantly, I like to thank our listening audience for taking the time to listen to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Remember, we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message. I want everybody to have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We will see you Monday, same time, same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.